Oh, hey. I didn't see you there. Um, this is awkward. Let me just, um... <laughs> let, me, let me put some pants back on. I'll be right with you. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Brevity Box. I am here with my coming at both of us, I guess all of us from Tucson. Uh, almost, or are you still lit up with five or six gummy bears deep? It's Brando joining us again. Also from Tucson, Becky, delivering the goods. Every episode, we're at episode 26 and rolling strong. I think we're starting to get the groove of this whole thing between the three of us. Becky, it's been great to have, I mean, you've really brought something crazy good to the show and it's done nothing but get better and better over what now? Almost 10 episodes? I think so. Yeah. So, Pretty and close to it. After a few, it we had to have, you know, a sit down with the, the Don and uh, you had your chance to be, you know, introduced to the head of the family. Which was a good time. Yes. I mean, our, our, our very, little uh, intro episode with Mitch was fun. I think he it was, was fun. I had too. a lot of fun. No, it was a good time. <laughs> I, I had a, I thought it was, um, it, it was, I, I, you know, it went way better in the sense that you don't know how long those things are going to go. And it went mm-hmm. on and we kept having mm-hmm. things to talk about. We're going to cover a few of those things today. But before I get going, Brando, you have anything you want to throw it out, get started with? I know you said you had something to say about Simone Biles and the Olympics. I thought yeah. we'd start there. Yeah, I we should definitely start there. I was hoping we were going to end with that, but you guys are all aware of yeah some of the horrible things that people have been saying about her, right? Yeah, people are well, fucking some awful. of the horrible things that idiots have been saying about her. Let's be specific here. Well, so let's cover that a little bit, yeah. just in case people aren't watching the Olympics, because a lot of people don't watch the Olympics and yeah. Viewership is down 33% this year for the Olympics. What do you think that's about? You think people are just depressed with everything and they don't want to watch? They're not. I think the time difference, because you already know the results. Like they post about it. Um, I think a lot of people have switched to like YouTube TV and the Roku or Roku. I don't know how to say that. Um, Roku. And they don't want to pay for the extra streaming services because some of those you don't get, you know, the local channel on. Stream. I think streaming well, this, has a lot to do with it. That's a good point. Well, and this point. this is interesting because it does have something to do. With, uh, well, at least uh, with how we're with Simone Biles and with the Olympics because my wife watches. Uh, she was a big fan of the Olympics, which I think came from when she was a little girl. She would watch the Olympics with her dad. And uh-huh. and uh, and she's particular to gymnastics because I think she was in gymnastics and she was uh, in dance. And I think you were also in gymnastics uh, as well, right, Becky? Yes, I was. And I was really so, good. Do you, oh, okay. So you probably watch with the same kind of attention mm-hmm. that she does to those things that she did. I can tell you, right? I can tell you the exact moment I fell in love with the Olympics. I want to get back to that and don't yeah. let that go. No, I, I want to. 
But yep. um, yeah, I I just want to take a moment and explain what you were saying a second ago about the latency between it happening in um, Japan and mm-hmm. it and the time difference because she was looking forward to watching the gymnastics women's gymnastics competition and before she ever got a chance to see it she had already seen posts about simone biles dropping out well yeah at three o'clock in the morning my espn app went off and it was like simone biles is out and i was like well fuck that just ruined the whole day for me well right so that's exactly how she felt like by the time she got a chance to see it she already knew what happened and Mm -hmm. she couldn't avoid that headline uh and watching getting an anticipation about what it was that that she was already knew was going to happen right it took uh-huh. all the suspense out of it and this is plugs into where we were starting with brando so for those of you who don't know and, and maybe honestly i wasn't a gymnast so becky maybe you'd do a better job of explaining the clout <laughs> and respect we well, should have for simone biles before we talk about her bowing out and what kind of reaction that got from people I have a theory about, you know, we're going to have Becky go first. Yeah, yeah, Becky. What what would you say about Simone Biles to explain to people who don't know who the who she is? Simone Biles to gymnastics is what Tom Brady is to football. Is what Stop Michael trying to make me like Brady. Is what Michael <laughs> Jordan is to basketball. Is so what Babe Ruth was to baseball. She's probably much thinner, the, much better shape. Yeah, she's probably one of the greatest. Actually, I'm going to call it one of the greatest athletes of all time. What this yeah. what this woman can do is absolutely amazing. She's doing skills that no other human being, human being being the key word, has even attempted to do. And she's out there putting her life at risk, doing these skills for the entertainment of people. And certainly for for she has a lot of achievement and mm-hmm. and i mean throughout the year i have not you couldn't avoid seeing headlines about the medals and the, the tournaments that she was she's very decorated she was winning mm-hmm. very decorated and Goes it's not in just in the American last year team. it's her whole entire her whole life right she's never life. she's never gone to a competition and not place top Medal. three yeah yeah so she takes herself out of the competition basically um for she had a, the a, a series of concerns mm-hmm. what are the twisties so i'm assuming the, that's the gymnast version of the yips i apologize i'm an asshole yeah no the, twi- <laughs> <laughs> the twisties are um and i've experienced i did experience that when i was a gymnast it's where you don't feel connected to your body when you're performing a skill so wow. she's doing skills that could paralyze her and if you don't feel connected to your body if you feel like you know you're you're not connected and you turn a half a turn difference you could die see i didn't even know that twisties was a thing until literally right now i've taken a very surface level look at this thing Mm -hmm. and people this is going to be my entire point People well, let's get let's get to the reaction though. Hang on, let, let before because I want your reaction to that reaction okay. because that's what we're going for, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like the main thing is is that people immediately on social media and and they began criticizing and criticisms are going to happen that comes with sports, but it went to a point where 
without getting too negative into it, it was well beyond acceptable and well beyond the pale. And there was a lot of, uh, you know, that shock sort of look, people trying to be a shock jock and get the reaction and saying just vile and terrible things about her mental health and about what she was being, you know, very cautious about. They, they under, they underestimate it. They undervalue it. They were just people acted like she owed them something. She right. doesn't know anybody anything at all. So that's where we are, right? That's yeah. what happens. We have a, mm-hmm. a arguably one of the well, not arguably one she of the is. best athletes in history. Yeah, uh, highly decorated, and dealing with uh, any number of potential she's ailments dealing, and injuries. She's dealing, yeah, and she's dealing with the weight of the world on her shoulders. Literally, well, certainly the weight of the country. Yeah, for and her team, and she yeah. she's a leader and she takes that seriously so she takes she comes out of the competition a lot of social media backlash happens that's ridiculous we all have an opinion about it but in moments like this there is only one man that can really nail what the problem is with those kinds of situations and it's right here this guy right here brando i've set you up now you're ready to go you've Try to keep yourself restrained. Did you stretch? Lay it on me. Did you stretch? Get it in there. Yeah. <laughs> let's hear let's hear a, a nice firm Brando rant about the stupidity of humanity. The same people that are talking shit to Simone Biles right now are the same ones that are throwing temper tantrums when they have to wear a mask at Costco. Yep. People like that have never ever been in a position like that woman's in. And Becky, you've obviously already said this. I mean, even just from my layman point of view even i know that if your head and body aren't connected Mm -hmm. and you start throwing yourself in the air rotating on both axes like she does Mm -hmm. if you land wrong you fucked yeah or even possibly dead Mm -hmm. i think even the routine she did before she pulled out i think you could see that final landing kind of made her nearly shit her pants yeah I I was scared watching that. I was like, oh my God, my butthole just clenched and then I had flashbacks of all of my gymnastics injuries and I was like, I had an anxiety attack for her. <laughs> it was bad. Well, and, and we, we, we don't see the amount of, t- and this is true about any sport. And, and I, would, I would argue that there are people out there who simply don't know what they're looking at when they're watching I mean, name the sport. They mm-hmm. all they see is what information they can make sense of. So if they're watching soccer, they may not know what the hell's going on or what what the rules are based on just watching what's going on on a television screen or if they happen to be at a live game. With football, what's the normal criticism of American football? And that's just meatheads and that it doesn't take a lot of intelligence. And mm-hmm. um, especially when people talk about like if you talk to somebody who doesn't have any experience with the sport, they'll look at the defensive line and the offensive line and think that those are the clearly not very smart guys. They're just big and aggressive. <laughs> and I think that, you know, which is silly, right? I mean, not silly that they feel or think that, but they don't, uh, they don't know what they don't know. You see? Mm-hmm. So though that those positions for anyone who's not a fan of uh, football, uh, those are very cerebral. Um, you know, you're 
it would be equivalent to seeing a 340 pound man perform Swan Lake as a ballet. Well, not great, <laughs> but well, and, and from memory and, and be mm. able to have the same kind of coordination execution. It's pretty elaborate. And so I think a lot of that judgment is coming from that same kind of person, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say? I mean, and, and for the ones who are being vile about it, those guys are just, I don't know what they're angry about. That's what I struggle with. I'll take with. any excuse they can to talk down to a black woman. Do you think that's part of it? Partially. Becky, do you think that's part of it? Partially. I well, I don't do, know Would if this be happening with her? I mean, we don't really have a great vote it, on this, right? I think it would happen if it was any female al- athlete in her caliber. I don't think color has anything to do with it. Yeah, I haven't really seen anything pronounced that made me feel like it was specifically about race. It, I just, to me, yeah. it felt, yeah, it, it, it felt more that it was about, there seems to be more animosity about it being a woman than about race. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like that, it felt more gender centric than it did uh, about wherever she, I think you're right. If it were uh, anybody, it would have been harsh to see them get that kind of judgment. And I've seen some of that. I, I've heard I, some I, of I that. actually have a, a differing thought on that. That's sure. It's very interesting. Throw it out. So I'm trying to think of a good example here for the summer Olympics, but I'm having difficulties. I mean, if someone on, I don't know, the U.S. trap team wasn't feeling up to it and pulled out, I'd say maybe they deserve a little shit talk. Because you know what? Unless Dick Cheney's right next to you, you're not going to get hurt doing that event. Oh, <laughs> you're, not risk- you're not risking your life at all. Yeah. How'd you gymnast, get shot in the face? <laughs> but a gymnast flying through the air, you could, you could die on live international television. Uh, you know, I, I'm just going to say it's not even just let's just take it in degrees of, of rationality. Yes, there's that risk about death, but really it doesn't need to like to me, the worst kind of thing is you injure yourself in a way that doesn't go away and the rest of your life is different. And then you're you really, know, and, and then you're really pissed off at yourself because you said after during, you know, near the end of that jujitsu class, no. Nah, I've done enough break falls. I think we're good. But when your partner goes you to try and, hey, just one more, and then you do it, and you fuck up the break fall, and your shoulder's useless for about six months, and you get fucking annoyed every time you think about it, yeah, that happens too. I don't know where I was going with this, but. <laughs> I was about to say, shout out Tom Segura for breaking himself on that one last attempt at dunking the ball. Yeah. yeah shout I, out to Owen. I, I, I mean, I'm broken. Yeah, I'm broken from gymnastics. So you you so you were saying earlier that I I think we fell away from you were talking about you can boil it down to one moment where you knew you fell in love with gymnastics is that mm-hmm. what you were saying yes okay what was it the nineteen ninety six Atlanta Olympics the magnificent seven winning the gold yeah. medal not just wow, Carrie Strug amazing not just not just her fighting through it was that whole like wow you know like i still get goosies talk like thinking about it like how awesome was that they hadn't won in so long because china and russia and um were such powerhouses in gymnastics and here's this, yeah and here's this group of girls oh it's just so good so good well, and, and twisties man even even if your twisties just resulted in you carry strung in it that still really sucks yeah 
It totally does. What happened to Carrie Struggs? Fill us in. So uh, the vault used to look a lot different. It used to, it didn't used to look like a tongue. It used to look like a, like a bar, like a straight pommel horse, as you will. Um, she runs to do her first vault and I believe she broke her ankle on her landing. Mm -hmm. Didn't land right. Oh my God. Um, And at that time it was when gymnasts still did two vaults and, you know, they, um, did the, um, the mean score or whatever of both vaults. And so she, she gets a really bad score for that one and they're going to throw it out. And she goes to do her second vault and she sticks the landing. And the second she sticks the landing, her little foot goes up and then she makes sure she salutes the judges. And then she just crumples down onto the mats. I get emotional talking about it. (laughs) Well, and it's a big sacrifice because no, you're not, not. (laughs) no, because it's inspirational, right? Those people are our heroes. And for them, for, I mean, I I remember Mary Lou Retton in the Mm eighties. It's, and that's that's sort of who these people are, you know. Simone Biles yeah. is this generation's Mary Lou Retton or Carrie Strux, and the fact that she would get that kind of, you know, I think we've come to expect it from social media at some point, right? Twitter mm-hmm. and um, not so much Instagram. I've noticed mostly Twitter is where you get a lot of the ugliness. But Twitter gives that people is, a um, voice that don't, that think they need a voice, but really don't. It's nice to hide yeah, behind. It's, it's nice to hide behind your computer, but you would never say that to somebody face to face. Probably not. Probably not. But it was worth kind of explaining, you know, for for anybody that's wondering what the controversy is or was surrounding the Olympics and Simone Biles, which I've enjoyed the Olympics. Is you know, I just this wish is just they the wouldn't spoil it. Media. I just wish it was like a day Jeff, behind. Sorry about all the sports talk. <laughs> We're doing it on purpose. <laughs> I just, I just wish it was, I wish it was like delay, a day delay before they post anything. They take so much away by posting the winners. Well, it does, it does, it messes with your ability to just enjoy it like it is real yeah. time and ultimately it is recorded. So, yeah. you know, we're, it's an interesting thing to see because it I'm isn't something that I would have projected. I, I'm amazed by all of them. Uh, I'm amazed by someone who has to be put into the spotlight that wasn't expecting to be there. And the way that her teammates have performed has been crazy amazing. Um, and I'm and I've really excited. I'm really excited for Michaela Skinner. I'm so excited that she's going to be able to do the vault finals. Because Michaela Skinner I, and Jade Carrier from Arizona. That's huge. Yeah. yeah right on. And this was Michaela, and Michaela Skinner thought her career was done. Her gymnastics career was done after the um, qualification rounds because she didn't qualify on anything. How cool is that to think something's done and then you get this last chance? I'm yeah, we, you know, I want to I, I want to before we take a break here in a moment, I think I'm going to I'm going to end us talking about this by just saying that those athletes um, may not be inspirational to everyone, but they're inspirational to, I think, all three of us and mm-hmm. to a lot of people. Because who relate to that, I don't know, that effort of just trying to do a little better than you did the last time. And I don't think all of them thought they were going to end up here, just like you were saying. Yeah. Uh, Skinner thought the career was over, and now there's a chance to perform. But we're, we're going to go a little more into sports uh, after we take a small break to hear from one of our sponsors. We'll be right back. We know you've been scared watching horror movies by yourself. 
Well, now you don't have to. Hang out with Ruminations of Redrum. All things horror, from movies to the latest spooky games we've played. Come hang out. But hurry. The killer's behind you! And we're back. Was that good? And we're back. <laughs> Did I do uh, okay? Yeah, that was pretty good. I'll work on yeah, it. So we were, <laughs> we're yamming on sports there for a little bit. We're going to move on because we don't want to be murdered in our sleep by our editor. Uh, and we know that he's about full of sports at this point, and you probably are too, but you get our point. Those are great. Those people have worked hard to be where they are. They're an admirable path in life, and and there's no reason they should be getting the kind of flack they do. They're they're uh, they're role models and inspirations. So mm-hmm. let's move on to we Brando and I were just saying we had not had a really good Becky story in a minute. <laughs> so I think we're gonna throw it in in your direction, man. What you got for us? Okay, I have two stories. <laughs> um, I have a story. I have a story about doppelgangers, and I have a story about crazy old men. So, which one do you want me to start with? Oh, I'll let you guys. Uh, pick. I'm gonna flip a coin here. All right, Brando, I'm gonna just do luck of the draw. Doppelganger. Oh, okay, well, this we'll actually end up doppelganger. Let's go okay. doppelganger. So, um, at the hospital I work at. We work with residents really closely, and um, this week I, I've been like really closely working with this one resident, and he took his mask off in, in the conference room with me, and I swear to God, my chonies got so wet. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> why do I love you so much already? <laughs> and previously before this, I, I did not like this guy. I thought he was a complete douche, so totally my type. Um, I think he's, I think he's the stupidest person. He has no common sense and is, doesn't have any sense about taking care of the tiny humans. Um, are you going to tell us this guy looks like JJ Watt? No, he doesn't. This is the, this is my problem. This is my problem. Is it more of a a John Stamos? No, no celebrity at all. Not a celebrity in high school. I had this very long-term boyfriend. And I think he's the only oh, man this, this that I going to be some good trauma. I can feel it. Yeah, he's the only man that well, he had the time he was a boy. Only man that I've ever truly had like those love feelings for deep that in my high heart. school love too. Yeah. High school, oh, love. High school that, love isn't yeah. Real. Like yeah. No, but I mean it's it's like the baby rattlesnake venom, man. Like high school love is like baby rattlesnake venom, right? Because you yeah. don't know how much to put in. So you just unload. Yeah, You're and fully I like, in. Like, and this guy no that coffee. I can like easily admit that I'm probably still in love with this guy. And this is probably a lot of my problem with dating. Um, but still yeah, in love with this guy. Just lean back on the couch, Becky, and tell me what's your <laughs> earliest memory of dating? Um, <laughs> we grew up together. That's the that's oh, the worst part. This is part. bad. This is all bad. Yeah. yeah. So we grew up together. We dated. He was my first everything. Totally in love with him. Breaks my heart into a million bajillion little pieces um, by sleeping with my best friend, and then I walked uh, in on them. Yeah, right. Uh, and then that night ended with uh, me breaking his dad's nose, me breaking his nose, and then me pulling out a weave, my friend's weave. Um, but why'd I go for the nose trifecta? Because <laughs> I already, I, I just turned red. Like I, 
I just saw red. That's all I saw. So I don't think I was thinking of the nose my trifecta at the time. God. Yeah. And they were both so, bows. Oh, oh. Through some bows. Yeah. It was great. Um all right. So this doctor questions. this doctor takes his mask off and I was like, Oh my god. I got really quiet and he's like, Becky, are you okay? And I was like, <laughs> I'm fine. I I was like, can you, can you please put your mask back on? I'm not vaccinated. And he goes, oh, okay. Totally lied to him. I was like, I just need you to put your mask back on because you look exactly like my ex. But I can't tell him that. And now I'm sexually just, attracted to him. And we go to we go to deliveries together. And he stands really, really close to me. And I just want to grab his wiener. Just his wiener? Well, I want to grab everything. <laughs> but <laughs> mostly the wiener well, part. <laughs> okay. So this is where I... I yeah man this that's a harsh that's a weird thing it makes me think of those like i know there was a family guy episode that used this but it seemed like there are these moments and these tropes in in like fight movies or uh i think it happened it definitely happened in kill bill where she sees the enemy or when brian saw that quagmire was running for mayor and everything stops and you hear this like <laughs> abrupt music hit. <laughs> like, That's literally like a, what alarms happened. going off. Yeah. It was like it was like <laughs> Becky <laughs> Becky, you're gonna die today. But let me tell you, I have a like a tell <laughs> when I'm like really attracted to somebody and it's so embarrassing and I can't control it and everybody makes fun of me for it. When I'm abnormal super, drooling. When I'm super attracted to somebody, my ears get bright, fiery red like bright red to the point of people where people are like, are you okay? Your ears are really red right now. And I'm like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just working through some stuff. I'm okay. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. That's hilarious. Just some stuff. <laughs> you know, there, the reason your story is, uh, I feel like I should apologize for this guy. I, I have, said maybe once maybe twice before that i was a real piece of shit in high school mm -hmm. and that totally was something that i am ashamed to say i i had taken a part in when i was like a, a sophomore in high school like i was dating a girl horrible. and her best friend was trying i was too young 100 yeah. percent too young shouldn't have been doing that's a long story and i would need to lay on my own sofa with my own therapist yeah and have but yeah, I, I mean, one of those one of those moments I wish uh, didn't happen. But yeah, I I, I was that uh, douchebag that uh, I feel like I'm giving douchebags a bad name that went and had relations with my then girlfriend's best friend because her best friend and I were she wasn't stopping it and neither was I. We were both pieces of shit. <laughs> and um you you want to you want me to embellish? You want me to tell you the funny story about how I almost got caught by her dad? Ooh, yeah. Okay, this is good stuff. So, in high school, I was going to uh, high school somewhere in a, like Plano, and my parents moved to Richardson, which is a neighboring subdivision of Dallas, and it's miles away. But I didn't want to lose track of my friends and this girl the best mm -hmm. friend of my then girlfriend was going to school at that other school. So one over a few times that we've hung out, there's clearly chemistry and, and we're doing wrong shit and we're children and we're making bad decisions. And her dad and her mom and her family are gone. 
and she's at home by herself, which when you're 15 is huge. Uh, the greatest know, thing in the world. Greatest yeah. thing in the world. You so I all the relations. You can <laughs> so you wonder how desperate I was. <laughs> well, so and right. And and I mean again, bad decisions. We were kids. And but my ass jumped on a bike. And I mean like a red line, like a BMX style bike. There were no speeds. It was oh one speed. <laughs> and I rode my bike like I want to say about seven, eight miles just to get to this person's house. And mm -hmm. I get to the house and of course we're messing around and we're in the living room and it gets really stupid to the point where at one point she's on the phone with her best friend, my girlfriend while I'm there and she's getting excited because she's pulling this ruse and I'm nervous as hell. And I'm and I'm literally feeling a little weird about it because I have moments. Not I never really make a decision based on morality. I just have moments of morality at this age. And mm -hmm. so I'm I've got the door cracked at her house, her front door, and she's holding the door and telling me not to go. And we're sitting there kind of, you know, whatever, flirty, but at the same time kind of arguing. And I hear from outside, we both hear like like somebody's footsteps are running at the door. <laughs> and when I say the door, like what her dad had been sticking around the house and spying on what was going on inside. So he sees us messing around through the oh, glass oh, doors shit. from the backyard and stuff. Uh, and the doors cracked. And I, I mean, he hit the door like a grown-ass man <laughs> i'm a kid and we both struggle to push the door closed we get it closed and locked and she's like get out of here mm -hmm. i run to the back of the house where the sliding door is it won't open because it's got one of those nail like back in the day these old sliding doors they used to have a little spot yeah where you could drop a screw in mm -hmm. to keep it from opening I completely shank bend the screw because of panic strength. <laughs> I, I rip the sliding door open and I run out the backyard, jump the fence. And I start, I run across like a little two lane road and I'm running into what I think is an open field, full on scared shitless. I'm going to die. I mm -hmm. should take the time to mention at this point that my girlfriend was from Iran. <laughs> and so were her parents. Oh, so was her best friend. And so oh, was her best friend's parents. Uh, <laughs> remind me on the next episode to tell you about the time I got busted in her house in the middle of the night by her parents. Oh, that was scary as shit. But in this moment, I'm full on running from a Persian man who is after me and doesn't know where I'm at. And I hit barbed wire full stride. You deserve and that. Get... <laughs> I totally did. And I, I, I mean, wonder they, I wonder if they still have a fat wall out on you. <laughs> Dude, shredded my shirt. I love that shirt, word. <laughs> shredded my shirt. I fell over into some mud. It was a cow pasture. That's so it called did not karma. smell a lot like mud. It's not mud. <laughs> not mud. And, right. And then I had to ride my sorry ass back home. And um, for 
a long time. I mean, things happen. This person gets punished and nobody knows who this mystery dude was. Right. Mm -hmm. And nobody's going to tell time goes on that relationship. That girl breaks up with me and I have the like complete sociopath, ridiculous response of being very shocked and upset that I was broken up with. And still this person doesn't know years later after a few things go on in my own life, I come back, you know, I'm like right out of my first two years of maybe my first year of college. And I come home and I call that ex and I go, you know, I got to get something off my chest. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I really feel you deserve to know the truth because that was a real piece of shit. And I tell her and she's like shocked, right? Of course she's shocked. I was like, remember that story where the dad found the, tried to chase the person. And she's like, yeah, I was like, that was me. I was I was 100% me. And I'm telling her about what they were talking about on the phone and everything. And I hang up the phone and like 10 minutes later I phone rings I'm like, "Hello." And I and I'm telling you this is the happiest hello I've ever had to this point in my life because I'm like, "You know what? Maybe I'm not totally a piece of shit. I just told the truth. I'm a good guy." And I've, I put the phone, to, I'm like, hello? And this is back before cell phones, yo. Mm-hmm. The, like, phone's ringing. Oh, and I'm like, hello? <laughs> and it's her best friend going, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, uh, you just fucking go to college. I haven't spoken to you in like three <laughs> years. And all of a sudden you decide, let's tell the truth. And I was like, you know... It really felt good to tell the truth. <laughs> I told him I'm trying, I'm trying to sell my karma. I'm like, I feel really good. It, my truth has helped me feel a lot more in a healthy headspace. <laughs> so oh there gosh. I am. Oh, uh, yeah, 100%. You deserve, yeah, you have to get a fatwa. You deserved <laughs> all of that and that fatwa. I 100% agree. I totally agree. I cannot. I am ashamed and giggling about it right now. But when you said <laughs> in your story, this love of your life and yeah. he sleeps with your best friend. And, and I I'm walked just like, in on them. I walked in on them. That, mid-hump. See, that's that's what I have to ask a question about, because Mid-thrust. I just want to I want to make a final point, though. You know how fucking weird it is that I have never heard a story like this. And when I like person to person and when I do, my ass goes oh fuck. I know what that guy's. <laughs> I I've, I know I've been with. I've walked a mile in that fucking it. shoe. Um, and I, what a horrible thing to do to anybody! And you walked in on it, and yeah, no wonder and you pulled Let me her tell the story out. leading up to it, because that's Please. great too. It was thanks his, for giving me a moment. But it yeah, was let's his hear birthday. It. And so I had, oh, I had like all of this stuff planned. I was like, I'm going to pretend I'm sick and I'm going to bake him a cake. I'm going to spend days on the, like a day on this cake because he means so much to me. And I bought him all these cool presents with the money that yeah, I had earned at work. Stupid in high school. Right. And <sighs> so I, I, he calls me and I'm like, oh, babe, I'm so sorry. I don't feel good. Like, we'll do something tomorrow. Thinking like, oh, he'll just stay home. Right. And so I bake the cake and I call his mom and I go, I'm like, oh, hey, Linda, I'm going to 
drop Eric's birthday present off. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, so I go. So to she knew? House. So his mom and dad knew he was upstairs fucking my best friend. Oh, my God. So I knock on the door and I'm like, hey, guys, I am. Um, is he here? And they go, uh, no, honey, he's he's not here. And I was like, his light's on in his room. I know he's here because that's the only time his light is on. And they're like, nope, 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 mm -mm, he's not here. And so, like, I kind of, like, push past him. And the dad is, like, behind me. He's like, you don't want to go up there. Uh, he's not feeling good either. I think you gave him whatever you had. And I looked back and I go, oh, I'm not shit. really sick. I go, I'm not really oh. sick. I've been busting my ass on this birthday cake for him. And I literally still have the cake in my hand. And I walk up and I open the door and literally my best friend is on top of him. And I just like drop the cake on the floor. And then everything goes red. And I just like I grabbed her by her weave. Like, I tangled my hand in her weave, and I pulled her off of him. And then his dad goes to try to stop me, and I elbowed him, because I don't like it when people come up behind me and try and grab me. So then I elbowed him and got his nose and broke his nose. Well done. Yeah, and then... Um, Karate. My boyfriend at the... Well, he was still my boyfriend at that moment. Uh, well, it wasn't to, official, but it was done. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, comes up behind me, and I don't know what happened. He either tried to, like, because I was going to go beat this chick's ass. I was like, you're my best friend. What the fuck? And he, like, tries to pull me off of her, and I elbow him and break his nose, and then his mom's, like, in the corner crying. She's like, I can't believe someone so little is so angry. And I'm like, your fucking son ruined me. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. So. I, I just, I'm trying, you know, I have such a movie brain mm -hmm. i kind of have so i have paul giamatti playing the dad <laughs> i have zach efron but that's too small oh do you want to see it? i can send you a picture of him on the discord but Hold you know on. i'm trying to figure out the people yeah. right the people you know uh maybe gal gadot is the the best friend no because you really you need someone uh it. someone uh someone a little bit more ghetto <laughs> Who plays and I mean you? that wholeheartedly. Who plays me? Would you be oh. offended? Well, I, I have I have a person in mind, but I'm really fond of this person, and you may not Sing like it. it. Who? Well, because I don't think it's a reflection. I just think of the character of that angry, crazy awesomeness, and I I just went right to Catherine Hahn. I love her. It's a good call. I love her. Yeah. I love her. As long as and you didn't I just say Amy Schumer, I'm, I'm so happy that you didn't oh, say Amy hell Schumer. No. no, Catherine Hahn. So funny, so brilliant. And you could just see her going from all smiles to ready to kill a bitch in like zero seconds flat. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I like that. But I need I need a little bit more of a ghetto best friend that would have a weave. A okay. cheap ass ghetto weave. Ghetto best friend. I mean, you can go. It, it doesn't take much to find a ghetto best friend. I think we got the major parts nailed. Though. Yeah, that, I love Catherine Hahn. I would be honored Perfect. for her to play me in a movie. Nailed it. <laughs> She's That's so great. great. Yeah, I, I think Michael Shannon would do me justice. Ooh, yeah. It's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, we're gonna take another break here. We'll be back in just a second. The year is 2043. 
You're playing fantasy football. It is championship week. You're trying to set your lineup and you don't know what to do. Robert Griffin IV and his top target, Will Fuller VI, have carried you all season, but they're facing a London Jaguars team that has the top defense in the league. Your other quarterback is a 66-year-old Tom Brady who's playing against the much more manageable Toronto Bengals. So you turn to Nick and Elijah of the 25 Yards Later podcast, a production of Sports Obsessive and Ruminations Radio Network. Be a champion. champion. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Welcome. We're talking about fang bangers <laughs> fang from True Blood. That would be a and great album title. <laughs> that'd be a great oh, band name, Fang Bangers. Fang Bangin. Man, you know, that's a crazy thing to have to contend with. And you broke some noses. And it's a pretty crazy legendary story. But the, this is the best part. My mom volunteers at the hospital. And she was in the other night. And I always call my mom to, like, talk me home in the morning because it's hard to get home. And she, when I'm calling her, she's like, hey, I have a question. And I'm like, yeah, go right ahead. She goes, um, that resident, doesn't he look like, and I was like, don't even. Oh, wow. Don't even, mom. Don't even. <laughs> and she's like, I think you guys would be so cute together. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's bad omen, because you know what's going to happen is you'll wake up and forget it's not him and you'll just break his nose, too. And then you're in for a lawsuit. You're like, how could you? I'm actually, like, it's I'm, just Matt. I'm actually really good friends with my ex now. We're like, we're cool. He's grown up I mean, a that's lot. very Once grown up. a certain age, it's hard to hold something against someone for shit they did in high school, you know? Yeah. I mean, he well, broke this me, goes... but he also made me the person I am now. I'm a lot stronger well, than I used to be. But isn't do you? Wouldn't you say that this this sort of ties into the cancel culture thing where we started with? Because mm-hmm. I think when you start looking at anything people did when they're children, okay, mm-hmm. and and it, and I mean, obviously, you're always going to find an, an awful example that doesn't fit in this exam in this statement, but. For the most part, if people own their mistakes and have grown past them, and that's kind of where I think a lot of this gets carried away, right? Is uh-huh. it's like you're friends with this person, and that's admirable, you know, after such a yeah. tragic thing. But he was a kid too. He's a stupid yeah. kid too. And your friend, your trashy ass friend, was putting the moves on. Trust me, when, when, actually, you're, a dude, when you're a dude in high school, you would do some <laughs> really dumb things to get laid. Actually, a couple of years later, we monster. ended up like I ended up forgiving her because I was like, it's not just your fault. It's his fault, too. I mean, both of you were wrong, but. No, I know, but it's so much more fun to call her a trashy. Oh, she's friend. a skank. She's... Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. She's See? a skank and That's we'll easy. never be friends again, but at least we can be cordial when I go back to my hometown. Well. Uh, you know, I think that's the whole point is maturity and getting mm-hmm. to a point where things are at least amicable and not some crazy old vendetta, you know? Yeah. So that's uh, way more than I expected from. And that was just the one story. And now I have to know. I have to know about the uh, the elder guys being persistent. So Especially I because I just got to be an older guy. So now I don't oh, know what yes. the fuck I'm about. You had a to. birthday. I thought birthday. Brooke was messing with me when she told me what you wanted for your birthday. Shut up. Go ahead. Tell us the story. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I told you guys previously that I've like 
went back on the dating apps. What yeah. I think is really creepy though is uh somehow like you're I don't know. I have this one this one guy. I'm not really friends with him or acquaintances. Um he was friends with a guy I was fucking a while back and um <laughs> we always hung out together. <laughs> It was this, so this guy that I was fucking was, we we were in our 20s and this older guy is in his 40s and he was married at the time and um, now he's divorced and I get on Facebook the other day just to like, you know, spy on some, some of my oh old God, high school friends and the guy's like, hey, and I was like, oh, hey, like, what do you need? Is something wrong? Like, what's going on? And he's like, oh. I just wanted to tell you, you look really pretty today. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he's like, and then I was wondering um, if you wanted to like go out and get a drink sometime and like, you know, just like hang out and talk. And I was like, I'm really, I'm really not interested in you that way. Like, I don't want any kind of friendship with you. I think you're, I didn't think he was a good person when I was hanging out with him and I don't, I still don't think he's a good person. So I don't want any of that in my life. And he's like been very persistent about like going out and grabbing drinks with me and showing me what a real man is and how a real man would treat me. And I'm like, you know, I'm good. This totally, I'm afraid you're, I am so ready for you to, to let me know that you were watching some TikTok of the guy saying, Hey, my Kings and Queens above 18. Oh, no, no, no. I, this <laughs> guy literally like every day this week has been like, Hey Becky, can we get that drink now? Or Hey, you're looking really beautiful today. And I'm like, bitch, you can't How old see is this guy? me. 50. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, kind of here, here, here's my thing about this is thirsty. Oh, he's, Oh, he's thirsty. Digital communication, texting, and whatnot can be a little difficult with the flirty, flirty stuff. I don't so want him to be flirty, if, flirty with me. I'm just talking in general. This okay. Is, yeah, this is just this is just in general. Okay. So sometimes if it's kind of a no, I don't know if it's just a you know just a, uh, not this time or a hard no. No, I say hard sometimes no. Sometimes you got to take your shot a second time, and then it's like, oh, okay, sir, I didn't get the hint first time. Have a nice day. Yeah. But, man that's that that's ridiculous yeah so this guy is 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 not somebody that you connected with on the dating app no, I don't, he's somebody no, that no, knows no, no, no. somebody he just kn- okay. so he knows somebody that i that previously fucked yeah. not with just fucked a lot okay because you know there's a difference there's a big difference and when i would go over um he lived next door to this guy so they would always be hanging out because, you know, they were. So how does he message you? Like through Facebook? text? He has your phone number? No, Facebook. He's on Facebook. Oh, through Facebook. Yeah. Oh my God. He found you? He sno- he's smoked, like he stalked you out? He yeah. Slid, he like I'm not even, I'm not even friends with this guy on Facebook and he's like messaged me. And he's and still like, sending you messages. Yeah. And he sent me a message every day this week. And I'm like, no. And I've told him, I've been really like, no, I don't want to go out with you. No, there will not be a time. Like, what more do I have to do? Why are older guys so freaking persistent with, <laughs> with younger women? And why is it always, listen, motherfucker, I told you no. No means no. Yeah, I'm not defending him. Although I did think earlier it would have sounded funny if I would have been like, he's one of ours. We got to defend him. <laughs> 
No, I don't know. I can't tell you. And I'm not sure it's older guys. It just might be older guy, right? It might be that guy. No, because then there's guys in that position. There's another guy that's friends with another one of my friends on Facebook that's randomly like commenting on my pictures, like, and my Facebook's private, so I don't know how he gets on, like how he's able to comment, but he's like, you're so beautiful. I love all the pictures you po- you post. Please accept my friend request. Um, I love you. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, so I don't know. You know, it gets into a different topic because I think that that has been part of how social media and like uh, OnlyFans and, you know, there's this. I think that's that's a lot of the theme in this one is whether it's any kind of that open social media communication. These guys, I don't I don't know how to explain them. You know what I mean? I can't I don't know. It sounds creepy and suspicious. But you yeah, dad I, around to teach him how to spit game. Well, I mean, shit, I didn't have that kind of same shit either. Yeah, you know what I mean? And so it's like. You know, and I'm not sure your dad was the best at spinning game, Brando. <laughs> I've met your dad. You know, I'm just just saying. You know, I think that that's a creep is a creep, male, yeah. female, whatever, whatever it is. That guy is that person is uh, either des like at his best defense would be somehow being totally ignorant of social graces. And now, otherwise, I'm, and now just I'm afraid he's our one listener. Oh. <laughs> I guarantee we have more than one, but okay. hey, this is you. you know. uh, knock it off, man. You're making me uncomfortable. I, I'm really uncomfortable, and I'm very glad that I have a security system in my home. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, me too. I just don't understand why old guys have to be so creepy. Like, Well, don't. Cl- I feel maybe, bad because now I'm close enough to f- that age where you're, I listen, feel like you're, you can't categorize me in there. You're not. Like, no. You're not. <laughs> 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 no, I mean like the 50, 60 age range. They're very persistent. They don't take no as an answer. They wanna they want a girl that they can spoil. I've never been that girl. I don't like being that girl. And when you tell them no, they're always the ones that are like so nasty to you and calling you the C word and you know, degrading you and just just horrible so here's my best attempt and i am in no way a physician but here's here's the way that my i would understand that okay mm-hmm. i think that if you're talking like 50 and above mm-hmm. i think that generation of guy was raised at a time where there's real problems with how they see the opposite sex and we're yeah. talking about stereotypical oh, yeah. men so i think that there's a more than likely chance that they just didn't have a lot of representations when they were growing up. I don't mean after 20. Clearly, they've had a lifetime of being able to have seen and observed differently. But yeah, that's not what they think. Right. And it's probably why they're alone. Right. It's True. probably, you know, and so let's, you know, more than likely this person's been in a relationship for a while. More than likely it fell apart not all that long ago. And the best kind of tactics and game they got is 25 years old. <laughs> or, or older <laughs> you know so it's like like an uncle buck when she shows up at the bowling alley and he's like i've got a bronco out back ready <laughs> yes like that's the <laughs> pal <laughs> you know and he's 
get the toothpick stuck in his lips. I mean, this is the guy you're talking about. If yeah. you gave that guy a phone and a Facebook account, what do you think he's doing? Hey, beautiful. Oh, God. You it look just, great. It makes me cringe. It makes me it's cringe. It's cringy. It's cringy. Uh, and we're not all that old guy, damn it. I just had a birthday. And I'm not that guy. So there. Yes, tell us about Man. your birthday. How was your birthday? Yeah, you mentioned like nine fucking times. Now you obviously want to talk. You about really it. want to talk about it? I ain't got much to say. Actually, sorry. Okay. All no, right. you this know what's was funny a great is... episode. Thanks for tuning it was in. A good episode. We'll Thank catch you, you next yeah. week. I'm just kidding. <laughs> actually, that's probably pretty perfect. Yeah, I had a birthday, and I'll tell you that the best part of it was getting everybody. Uh, everybody's reactions and well wishes because I never expect that. And I'm, I don't normally make a big deal out of my birthday this time around. You, you have to understand the context of when I say I was going to go to a decent Mexican restaurant. This is my own personal experience. I lived in Tucson for 20 years. Tucson has, uh, for me, the best Mexican food I've ever had. I haven't eaten everywhere, of course, but great, truly amazing, beautiful food. And New Orleans has an interpretation, in my opinion, of Mexican food most of the time. But there was, there is a single restaurant that I've been to that so far is the best one. And so the plan was to go out to, uh, shout out to the Velvet Cactus in New Orleans. Ooh, that's a sexy uh, name. Nice name. Yeah. And great place. Great location. Um, Delicious. Come and visit. I'll take you there. And, And really worth it now i have been away from tucson and haven't been back to visit in too long a couple years so my distance from really good mexican food is painful for me like i I, even if it were just a nico's california style burrito i would Mm -hmm. fall over for it so this is about the best i can get and the plan was for the family to meet up and just have dinner together and enjoy some good food now all the other shit that comes around that is everybody. I mean, literally everyone that was invited gets sick mm. leading up to the weekend. We're supposed to go out. And of course now we're all kind of a little overly precautious and we're thinking, shit, did somebody bring in the Delta variant? Are we the breakthrough cases? Dun, dun, and dun. not really panicky, just kind of like, well, I guess this means we should get tested. And Everybody else had the rapid test and they were just sick. They didn't have uh, COVID and Brooke, because of whatever we decided to do, the one that takes a couple of days and the pharmacy that we did the ready test to drop it at keyed in her birth date wrong. So it took an extra couple of days. So we didn't have the results. We didn't know how to get the results and we had to play it cautious. So we didn't end up going to this fucking restaurant (laughs) and, I was not too happy. <laughs> so uh, that was my my only bummer. But the the next day, of course, was exactly what I wanted it to be. Usually on my birthday, I take the day and just fuck right off and do whatever I want to do, whether that's work on my house or work in the yard or play video games for an obscene amount of time. Uh, that's what I did. And then I started, I got the couple of things that I really wanted. My wife got me a a red Liverpool hat, um, big soccer fan. Mm-hmm. I love Liverpool. And my friends got together and got me a gift that Brando can't believe that I wanted. And I'm going to throw it over to him for this last piece. But you guys pitched in and got me 
a rod and reel so I can go fishing. And I mentioned that I wanted to go fishing. Now I know what I'm so, giving you for a belated gift. Oh, well, you're sweet. You don't have to get me anything. But I'm Brando, why couldn't you believe that I wanted a rod and reel? Because that's like that's like the opposite of big dick energy. Why would you want, would you want that? <laughs> it's not about the size of the rod, Brando. It's about how you use it. It's not about the rod. It's the real. Yeah. Um, in a year from now, are you going to be one of those weird fuckers with hip waders fly fishing in a creek? Shh, don't that sounds fun to me, man. Him. Don't uh, spoil. I'm getting yellow Morton Salt Girl boots and yellow waders with a yellow bucket hat. And I'm going to sew the little fishy things that you put on the fly fishing pole to the hat. That's great what do you call that's those fucking cool i don't know but it sounds awesome um, i don't know that, i'm not that old uh it's no, not about eight the, look every, the little things you kids put on grow the fishing up with rods and reels here man a lure the, yeah a lure. that's what it's called yeah thank you brando yeah. lures you yeah no, really you know I, my my dad took me fishing when i was like five i remember catching my first speckled trout and it's one of the few outdoor things that i really uh crave doing you know like some guys like we have a few friends that go camping i get bored camping um i get bored doing a lot of stuff i'm a civilized I, I creature i'm not shitting in the woods <laughs> uh <laughs> if i were having fun i could probably do it or drunk enough but yeah i i'm not really uh often thinking i want to go camping and you know but if it's if there's something to do um i i really I don't know how to explain it. Like I went once upon a time to a lake house in Minnesota and I got the same reaction from the people I was there with. It was just me and Chris, who you guys know from our fantasy league. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, we would get up at like five, five thirty in the morning. There was no motorboat. We we're on a small lake and we would row out to the middle of the lake and spend three or four hours just, you know, we smoke a joint and fish and come back with five or six uh really good catches and we'd eat we I, I loved preparing and, and eating those fish i don't know why i like that whole ritual um but i have those things right and brenda you relate to some of this because you have the same kind of ritual when it comes to or at least maybe you used to used uh to with fish. with cappuccino though like you go through that that pony show of of making your own morning cappuccino and every that is no, like a I don't ritual make a thing. cappuccino i do I but that's a, what I, a quad shot iced americano like a normal person Brandon, this is a whole segment we're going to do coming forward we're going like to do Amer american drinking an americano goddamn brando's normal what it takes to be a normal person that's going to be brando's 10 things it takes to be a normal person <laughs> i want that information oh, we'll and then that, from we'll that into a segment from yes. Becky, we have to get several lists. One, the the douchebag qualifier, like what it takes to be of a status of douchebag that will mean attractive to <laughs> Becky by default. What it takes and to then, be Becky. <laughs> and what what it what what how Becky would say like her her ten part scale of masculinity. Like how to define <laughs> what is a mask a masculine man. And they Becky can't be like JJ Watt. Becky just needs a yoked Ron Swanson in her, in her life. Oh my God, I would love that. Yeah, yeah, she would. That sounds, but that's kind of not, that's a 
step or two below Giga Chad, right? That's not giant Giga Chad. Not giant Giga Chad, but maybe that's what I need in my life. Maybe I need a Ron oh, Swanson. Uh, a yoked Ron Swanson? Look, yeah. if uh, if it does good for Megan Mullally, it's probably yeah. pretty great. Because she's amazing. Now I need to now I need to change how I swipe. We're going <laughs> You start searching out Ron Swanson types. That's like you swipe good swipe on the ones with the the pictures of them actually holding fish and doing stuff like that. Or or some I, I sort of canoe do. or wood, do wood item that they've on made. Those guys. I normally swipe right. We're gonna start seeing like a guy holding a, a, guy holding a, a dead mustache. fish is nothing sexier to me. He's like, Look, baby, I killed this for you. Was you know I used to get so fucking frustrated with that as in high school because it was beyond my understanding, right? Mm-hmm. Like I just it it was just one of those things I always felt was so silly. You know, I I would never be able to connect to what that would mean. Like oh, I would almost derogatorily say, oh, this is caveman logic. The man brings home food. The man provides security. You know, Listen, like, if, a, if a man wants just, to cook for me, I'm all game for it because I'm sick of fucking cooking. See, this is where the women are oh, jelly you, of my wife. Both. I'm just saying, <laughs> they're all jelly. She's got a. She's basically got a chef. Like, I mean, literally, Fantastic. this is this is my wife on an idle Wednesday. I'm not sure if I want the potato gnocchi spinach Alfredo. Or if I want to have a panini melt, um, I don't know what 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 else. What other ingredients do we have? And I'm like a short order chef going. Well, Miss Langley, we also have <laughs> hot dogs. I could what also is, make an no, no, avocado no, quesadilla. No, so, hang, on, hang on. What he's not telling you, one single viewer, is those two options are both in frozen Trader Joe's bags that just go in the oven. Untrue, <laughs> but funnier. Funnier to say it that way. <laughs> But yeah, that it, she's totally spoiled ass rotten, and I'm happy to do it. I think she every every nurse, every every person like and praise to nurses and sort of adjacent praise to you, Becky. I don't want your head to get that big, but you know anybody that's <laughs> that's really putting themselves out there and um and what nurses have to go through. And you don't have to listen to me preach. Look that shit up. You can YouTube. You can uh, Google it. Uh, do a little bit of investigation. It's a tough, grueling job where you have to deal with assholes, figuratively and literally. <laughs> and um, and I, I mean, I admire the fact that they're they. It's one of those few jobs, other than the military and the government, where you take an oath uh, to take care of people and not hurt them. So, I have, I take a lot of pride in being a pit crew to a, a pro like uh, like Brooke and also like Becky. You guys are out there saving lives, and I don't have to do that shit. So thank you and uh, respect, <laughs> big time. That's that's big dick energy right there. Huge, in my opinion. Well, guys, I think we uh, think we've covered everything. We're gonna have to save some stuff for the next episode. Yes. Thank you, listener. Hopefully, listeners, uh, for tuning in. I guess once again, coming back, keep coming back. Wait, do we count Mitch as a listener? I mean, he kind of has to. He I has mean, to. he listens a lot longer. Like if it's an hour long show, Mitch has to listen to it for an hour and a half, two hours. If it's an hour and a half show, like we did last week, he has to listen to it for two and a half hours. It's oh. uh, 
it's one of those things where I, I try not to talk to him too much when I'm not recording because I know he's already <laughs> heard my voice plenty. I treat him like I treat my wife. I don't talk too much. They've had enough. They don't want to <laughs> hear me talk anymore. But he is a listener. We you do have more. Mouse, of switch or a mute button. I do. <laughs> I need a, 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 a like a rewind. Like, and then you can stop and come back to it later. But anyhow, to the next show. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Brevity Box. Brevity Box is brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network. You can check out our entire roster of podcasts and talented hosts at ruminationsradionetwork.com. Uh, we have a lot to offer there, and we hope you check us out. If you like what you're hearing, rate us, give us some critiques. If you want to email us, you can reach us at brevityboxpodcast at gmail.com. And check us out on Instagram at Brevity Box Podcast on Instagram. You can see a lot of Becky's handiwork because she's been handling it pretty well over there. Um, anyway, thanks again. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next time. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. <laughs>